Good morning. Today is Thursday, June 4th, 2020. This week's Parsha is the Parsha of Nasso. And uh, famously, this week's Parsha is very, very long. And a gigantic chunk of it is one portion near the end of the Parsha that describes in repetitious detail the gifts brought by the Nasim, the princes of each of the 12 tribes, when they were dedicating the Mishkan, the sanctuary that was completed. Um, it was completed just short of one year after leaving Egypt. That is almost the first year, that is all just before the first Pesach in the, in the desert. And when it was completed on each day of the 12 days of, of uh, dedication, uh, each Nasi brought a gift and the gift was a number of items. And uh, the Torah tells us the details of each gift of each of the 12 Nasiim. What is astounding is that the 12 gifts were identical, that is, all 12 Nasiim brought exactly the same items, animals for sacrifice and wagons and utensils, and, but everyone exactly the same. And the Torah tells us in great detail, instead of just copy-paste or, you know, Everyone did the same thing. The Torah tells us everyone. And so you have 12 paragraphs that are literally, without exception, identical, except for the name of that prince bringing the gift. So, for example, um, on the second day, the Torah says as follows, Bayom HaSheni, on the second day of the dedication, Hikriv Nesanel Ben Soar, the offering or the gift was brought by Nisanel, the son of Tsoar, the prince of the tribe of Yisachar. And then it goes on and lists the details of the gift. Bayom Hashlishi, for example, the third day, Nasi Zvulun was the gift of the prince, the Nasi of the tribe of Zvulun, whose name was Eliav ben Chelon, Eliav the son of Chelon. For all twelve, completely identical paragraphs except for the name and the tribe of that um, of that day with one exception there's one discrepancy in the pattern and that is on the first day the first day by says as follows the Torah says as follows beyond Harishon on the first day Nachshon ben Amidadov Lamate Yuda. The offering, the gift was brought by Nachshon, the son of Aminadav, from the tribe of Yehuda. Do you hear the discrepancy? It leaves off, it omits his title. All the other ones it says, Nasi Sachar, Nasi Zvulun, but for 11 of the tribes, it says the name of the Nasi, and then his title, he was the, the Nasi, the prince of the tribe of so-and-so. Only for Yehuda, the tribe of Yehuda, when it mentions its prince, 
Nachshon ben Aminadav, it omits his title. It just says his name from this tribe. We know of Nachshon ben Aminadav, famously from the passage of Kriyas Yamsu for the splitting of the Red Sea. The entire Jewish people are up against the sea just after leaving Egypt. Paro's army is coming after them. There is nowhere to escape. Hashem says, Moshe praised Hashem. And Hashem says, what are you praying to me for? Go. Walk. Go into the sea. Which, <laughs> which is a hard thing to do, to walk into the sea. Of course, until you know the story of what happens. But before the story of what happens, it's, it's a pretty hard thing to do, to just walk into the sea. And Nachshon, Ben Aminadav, Nachshon, the son of Aminadav, jumps into the water. And as he enters the water and the water comes up to his face, that's when Hashem provides the miracle, Kriyas Yamsuf, the splitting of the Red Sea, and the entire Jewish people crosses through safely on dry land to the other side and saved from massacre from the army of Paro. Uh, Nachshon is the one who with his courage and his heroism jumps into the sea and causes this salvation to the entire Jewish people. So, we know Nachshon. But why is his title not mentioned? So I want to share with you an answer that is given by Rabbi Shlomo Gansfried. Rabbi Shlomo Gansfried is most famously known to us as the author of the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch, the Concise Code of Jewish Law. Not to be confused with the Shulchan Aruch, which is the Code of Jewish Law, but the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch is a different work written in the late 1800s, a very important work, and Rabbi Shlomo Gansfried wrote a number of other important works, but he gives the following answer. He says, titles and respect for what titles represent, that's important. A person should take pride in their accomplishments, in the titles that they have earned, especially when they require extraordinary effort and diligence and Titles should be used with respect for someone who deserves them, and a person should be proud of the titles that they have and should be uh, proud to use them. Eleven leaders of the Jewish people use their title, the prince of their tribe, the Nasi, and they use their title legitimately. And the truth is, for those eleven leaders, we would not know that they are leaders without telling us their title because those 11, we do not know their names from anywhere else in the Torah. Their names are not mentioned anywhere else. So we only know that they are the Nasi because their title is mentioned there. But, says Rabbi Gansreed, real leaders don't need titles. Nachshon did not need to be called a prince 
or a leader because his actions spoke louder than any title. His actions announced his greatness. A number of years ago, you may remember, or it might be before your time, there was a great general in the United States Army, General George Marshall. And he once said, there is no limit to what you can accomplish in politics as long as you do not care who gets credit. I would add, there is no limit to what you can accomplish in life as long as you do not care who gets credit. To be courageous, to accomplish great things and not have an inflated ego and not feel that it's about me, but rather about the work that I do, the people that I serve, the actions that I perform, only one out of 12 leaders was on that level. Only Naksha. No title was needed. And that is the kind of leadership towards which we should aspire. My friends, have a great day. Stay safe. I hope to see you again soon in person.